Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. Today I am joined here with my husband, Seth. Aren't you supposed to say, hey besties? I mean, I can, but it doesn't, it's not like a sudden stone intro. Okay. But okay, hey Hey besties. besties. This is one of my besties other than Ivy. Seth, um, thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. It's exciting to be here. So just tell them a little bit about yourself, what you like to do, you know. All right. Well, I'm Seth, married to Sarah. I teach high school chemistry at a school just outside Chicago. What do you like to do? I like to play football. I coach football. I like to work out. I like to cook. I like Mm -hmm. to eat. I like to eat, so that's why I like to cook. Mm Mm-hmm. It's amazing to be like, oh, I'm just craving this. And then just like go buy all the ingredients, watch all the YouTube videos. It's the best. I would be nothing without YouTube, that's for sure. <laughs> I thought you were going to say without me. <laughs> well, that too. Thank you. Um, first, I just wanted to say happy 4th to everyone, but also our prayers go out to the Highland Park community as there was just a terrible shooting today, um, and our hearts are just so heavy for them. Um, rough transition here, but today we're just going to be talking a little bit about wellness, lifestyle, kind of our routines, something that we're just both individually into kind of in different ways, but how that works together in the way that we really curate our fitness routines and just our lifestyles and eating and how it kind just to live our best lives I guess and do things that make us feel the best and mentally clear um yeah so we just want to chat about that a little bit and kind of go from there so I feel like Seth is more the expert in like weightlifting he's trained with like football forever and so just tell them a little bit about, like, what you do, how you train, what your kind of basic, like, everyday fitness routine would be. Sure. Well, my whole life I've played football. I think since fourth grade I've played football. So I've, there, so I've always been a part of some type of organized lifting and conditioning program. And I think that's what's carried over. In high school, it was definitely more intense than middle school lifting. So in <laughs> high school, it was more kind of cleans, hand cleans, not a lot of deadlifts, but uh, some some of variated Olympic lifts. We never really did Olympic lifts in high school just because it what takes does that mean? Olympic lifts. Yeah. Uh, it's like snatch. Um, snatch is basically you pull a barbell up above over oh, your head over, like across so it, it would start kind of you would start with it over on the ground yeah you pull it up over your head and yeah. then you squat down and catch it over your head yeah so there's that we there's a lot of power lifting that goes into it so a deadlift which is picking up a barbell basically from the ground that's like the number one full body exercise bench press and squat Mm-hmm. which I'm just going to assume most people are familiar with those two. <laughs> those are kind of two basic. power yeah, basic compound lifts. Mm-hmm. Compound lift is basically more than one muscle group. So right. compound is bench press, squat, deadlift. Mm-hmm. Isolation would be like a curl or a tricep extension, isolating, mm-hmm. hence ISO. Yeah. 
And then in college, it was a lot more of Olympic lifts, push press, explosive things. So I don't really do anything anymore that I don't like to do. Mm-hmm. So I do some calisthenics, which is body weight stuff, push ups, pull ups, sit ups. I think it's good to maintain. Like 25% calisthenics is a good place to be, mm-hmm. in my opinion. I mean, there's a ton of different info out there for everyone of dependent on your goals. Yeah. So I do that. I do kind of a variated push-pull legs type of day. So mm-hmm. I do a day where I do back and biceps. I'll start with maybe a bent over row, get into some pull downs, some lap pull downs. Um, number one exercise for biceps is chin ups for mm-hmm. sure. So that's a calisthenic. I do that one day. Is this too in deep in depth? No, no, this is great. What are your main reasons for working out? Like, yes, staying toned, but I you know, like, I guess I know this, but like, you get so much energy from that and like, do you feel like the days that you are working out, you're feeling so much better? I don't know. Cause I feel like for me, it's like, if I'm not working out, I really notice it, whether that's like doing an organized workout or just moving my body. But do you feel like fully lifting? You feel better than if you were like, Oh, I'm just going to go on a long walk today or whatever, or it just kind of depends. Well, there's a ton of content out there that backs this up as far as research goes. I teach chemistry, so I'm into science for sure. Um, Rhonda Patrick, she has a fantastic podcast. I guess this is an unsponsored ad for her. Her (laughs) podcast is called (laughs) Found My Fitness. So if you're into science, I would recommend listening to that podcast. But she basically just talks about all these in-depth benefits of different studies, different vitamins. But do you feel like... Okay, even if I'm going to take a rest day, does that look like taking a walk or is that a different type of workout or kind of what's your schedule or how do you, you know, set that up? Well, I'm definitely not perfect in my routine of fitness and I would say benefits of working out, I would say number one is energy for sure, just mental clarity in general that you get from working out Mm -hmm. and I like to lift weights. I like the restriction of the weights. Um, I think it's important to build muscle, having muscle speeds up your metabolism, which then lets me eat more food, which I love to do. True. I, those are a couple of the benefits. I mean, I could go into depth for a whole hour on the benefits of working out. But like for you in your lifestyle right now, as you've transitioned from like, college football to then working full time and like figuring out what works for you kind of how do you incorporate that in your daily life and what are the benefits that you see other than the basics of like you're strong you know yeah I just think it's important for everyone to find some type of exercise that they enjoy to do yeah so a lot of my buddies and I we play Monday night basketball once Mm -hmm. a week You know, none of us are that amazing at basketball, but we like to play basketball and it's two hours of mostly running, which, you know, that's a good way to get cardio. And on those days, I burn close to 3000 calories in one day. Or like we 
were with my family for the fourth and we had like a pickleball tournament and we were just playing for probably hours yesterday right probably and it was so fun and i'm like honestly a little sore today but i'm like oh i didn't even really realize (laughs) i was working out so i feel like also just incorporating moving your body in your daily routine when it's something you enjoy makes such a difference it makes it just way easier to do because if you want to do something you're going to do it right if you're dreading it no one wants to go i guess some people might want to go out and run 30 miles but (laughs) yeah i think there's the element of like i don't feel like doing this today but i know i should and i when i do it like you never regret a workout but then there's the element of like no matter what it really just does if you genuinely enjoy it or even like i do yoga and pilates like combo at home a bunch and it's like even if i don't really feel like starting i know i will like it once i'm going because it's like helps with my mental clarity and just like i don't know it's just like calming and that's why i don't actually lift as much just because I don't, after work, need to be pumped up so much. Mm -hmm. Um, I just need, like, a cool down. But another thing I wanted to ask you about um, was just, like, what are things that you do in your daily routine that, like, help you the most, like, mentally? Like, I... Every like I have a pretty rigid morning routine. I'm just a morning person and I've talked about this in another episode, but like journaling in the morning and reading a little devo and like going on a walk before work and those are the things that just like help me kind of settle into my day, get perspective and not be like everything's about me, everything's a big deal, but just kind of step back and be like no matter what comes, like it's going to be fine and just Doing my yoga in the morning kind of just helps me settle in and move my body a little bit. So not obviously a super rigid morning routine, but do you have anything in your day that you consistently do to kind of like bring mental clarity or anything? Well, I guess for the listeners, I'm the opposite of Sarah when it comes (laughs) to number one, being a morning person and number two, a morning routine in general. Yeah. I, I don't like the mornings. My morning routine before work is wake up, get dressed, make coffee, and then leave. But it doesn't have to be a morning routine. I'm actually going to start reading this book. I have it on hold. Um, And it's called Quiet. And it's like the – what is it? It's something about being introverted or like a night person. Not both continuously, but either or. And it's just about how like our society is based on extroverts who are morning people and how those are the types that get praised most often in our society. But how like there's nothing there's, I don't know, just like importance in the the people who are the opposite. And just because our society is like, oh, my gosh, you have to be a morning person. It's just not true at all. So I'm really excited to read that. Sorry, side note. (laughs) But anyway. Okay, so I don't have a daily routine. I'm kind of a a spontaneous type, I guess. But every day I do drink a gallon of water. Yeah. Which I think drinking water. Yeah, what are your like wellness tips? 100% a gallon of water. I wake up and drink probably close to a liter right away. I think that's really important. Um, Sometimes I do count my calories. I use MyFitnessPal to count calories Mm -hmm. for wellness just depending on what my goals are. So if I'm trying trying to cut weight 
I, I'll do it with calorie counting or macronutrient counting, which is like your protein, carbs, fats, which can be a slippery slope. You can become kind of obsessed with that. So I don't do that every week, but if I'm trying to cut a little bit here and there, I'll, I'll do that. Um, other things I do, I do work out about five times a week, mm-hmm. weightlifting wise. And then for cardio, I do jump rope. I play basketball and then mainly just walking. Yeah. Here's a good one. How do you define your wellness? Well, I think wellness is a personalized thing because everyone's definition of wellness is probably different. Mm -hmm. And if you talk to two different people, I bet at least one thing would be different between them about what wellness is. What does it mean to you? To me? I think that's a fantastic question. (laughs) I would say it's just trying to be the healthiest version of yourself, Mm -hmm. you know, physically, mentally, spiritually. Mm -hmm. So for all of those things, I think there's some that some crossover to each, but not always, not everything crosses over. It's like what's that called a Venn diagram? Correct. I love a good Venn diagram. (laughs) You can ask my students. Yeah, true. So what's in your Venn diagram of your wellness? Oh, there's actually a name for the triple Venn diagram. I can't remember what it is. A triple Venn diagram? Yeah, it's like three circles. And then there's like one in the the middle of all three. Mm -hmm. And then three other ones, like each connect to each side. And if you're listening and you're confused, just draw three circles that connect in the middle. Hey, there you go. Yeah, there's a name for that. I can't think of it, though. Mm-hmm. Anyways, physically, I would say, you know, working out, like we were talking about earlier, is huge mm-hmm. just because of all the benefits yeah. rooted in biology that come from that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you're into science, I, there's tons of evidential scientific proof of how that can affect your life and just your physical well-being to do resistance training to eat Mm -hmm. healthy you want to talk about food right yeah i want to hear your take on it well i think you can eat basically whatever you want to an extent i really like i was getting there Sorry. <laughs> I like the 80-20 rule, which I think has been popularized recently, where 80% of the time you're eating quote-unquote healthy things, and then 20% of the time you are eating, I guess, worse things for your body. Just like a dessert or like a treat or whatever. Processed crap. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what are you? What percent do you think? That I do? Yeah. Well, I mean, some people do it day, like in one day, it's 80-20. Others do like five like days of the you, week. Like for you, generally, consistently, what percent do you think you are? I know. I'm saying like five days during the week, I probably don't eat that unhealthy at all. I'm probably like 95-5 during the week. <laughs> and then on the weekends, I'm 
probably more like 75-25. Yeah, a little more lenient. Yeah, just a little bit. Mm-hmm. I can't say no to pizza. Yeah. I think I'm 80-20. You're probably 90-10. Yeah, probably. Today I was, or I was talking with my mom about the 80-20 rule the other day. And she was like, I'm definitely 85-15. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying with me. She's 95.5. Right. My mom is a dietitian and very healthy. She's like, I'm not as healthy as you think, but I think she is. Well, the unhealthy stuff that you eat is dark chocolate. Yeah, but chips are my weakness. Like with food, I feel like Seth has a good perspective of being like, food is fuel and you have to choose the best option and knowing that like your body needs food no matter what so it's like okay if you don't always have the best options that you're traveling something is better than nothing at all so it's kind of just like choosing the best thing and then I am by choice usually gluten-free and sugar-free I do have dark chocolate sometimes um and wine honestly is my main sugar intake probably um but then just kind of knowing that I can always have these things. I'm not allergic, but it's if I really want it, I can have it, which is almost fuel that makes me not want it because then I really weigh out my options of like, oh, is this really going to benefit me or am I just going to feel like crap afterwards? Mm-hmm. Um, but just kind of like my favorite thing to eat if I'm eating wheat is a burrito <laughs> because first of all, I love burritos, but then also it's like it's just enough wheat that it tastes obviously super good and I'm like acknowledging that I'm eating it but it's not too much where I feel just so gross like if I were to eat like a ton of pasta or a big pizza it's like oh I just feel so heavy and I just really don't want to develop an allergy sorry I kind of hijacked your (laughs) section but for me it's just kind of yeah that balance of I can eat whatever I want but it's also in moderation and knowing how it's gonna fuel my body And knowing that, like, okay, today I did have some chips because I love them, but I'm not going to have as many as I probably want because I'm going to feel like crap afterwards. Yeah, that's, like, the best, I guess, growth to have. Right. Because it's one thing to eat, like, three tubs of Ben & Jerry's compared (laughs) to just a couple bites. And it's kind of training your palate and, I guess, getting to know your body because – If you're in tune with your body, and I don't fully subscribe personally to like intuitive eating, but I also think there is an element of that when sometimes it's like, I really want chocolate, but then it's like, okay, does my body want that or does my head want me to want that? And just being like, no, I actually am craving a glass of water right now or some vegetables and just kind of being in tune with that. And I mean, it's not always like the most fun, but you just feel so much more mental clarity i think for me i don't i can't get on the intuitive eating train (laughs) for ever too because i'll just eat pizza the whole time because if i listen to myself that's what i'm saying okay yeah a different perspective i'm just saying no it's true and it's good to know i'm i probably wouldn't even feel that bad afterwards yeah I, like, used to be able to eat so much crap, and I just wouldn't feel anything, really. It would just be whatever. But then when I cut back, like, three years ago, 
And now I'm like, just, I think just being aware with what you put in your body is the most important thing. Yeah. And just thinking like, okay, not like good or bad because that's not a healthy mindset, but knowing like, is this going to fuel me? Is this going to help my body? And we've been reading How Not to Die. It's a book by a dietitian. And it's just about how you can really heal your body with food. And I think not that I'm going to do everything in that book, but it's just really good to have the perspective of, oh, yeah, plants can heal our bodies and they do so much for us. They give us so much, many vitamins. Because I think a lot of times I'm like, oh, I can have chips or a banana and peanut butter and it doesn't really not that it's equal, but it's like, okay, there's not an insane benefit to one or the other, but then you take the time to learn about it. And it's like, oh my gosh, this one will help me so much more than the other. I don't know if I'm using the best food as an analogy, Um, but just really knowing what you're putting in your body and just, I mean, it's really taking care of yourself. Yeah. And I think it's also hard with just the amount of content that people put out with these, for example, liver king. Do you know him? Mm-mm. You've never heard of him? No. So it's this guy. He Oh, he eats liver, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. He has this. I mean, you can look him up on Instagram. It's this shredded guy who definitely is on gear, steroids, and lives in a mansion, Has right. drives a big $100,000 truck. Not to call him out because he's a great marketer, a great businessman, but he has this business where he sells liver like in capsules and he's just kind of preaching this lifestyle, like live like your ancestors. And he like shows his videos of how he eats raw organs and and raw. Like what animal? I don't know. Beef liver, beef testicle. (laughs) <laughs> he eats all of that Ew. which you know in in america no one eats organs but in a lot of other countries a lot of people do eat organs right but just the amount that he eats them is here's my thing with like the capsules there's like this a bunch of new billboards around chicago and they're like 50 cups of kale in one capsule and i'm like no way like that is just the most insane thing it's like yes kale is amazing for you but you have to eat it in its original form when it's so like processed food is not the enemy but it's basically what takes all the nutrients out and then it's like if you have a liver capsule like what's actually in there well i guess where i was going with the liver king is part of wellness of he he's just preaching this whole lifestyle and then you have people on the opposite side who preach being vegan or vegetarian so it's like eat only meat eat only plants and then there's the people kind of in the middle yeah so it's just important to kind of absorb content from all of them to make your own opinion based on it look at all of the evidence of both sides and kind of see where you fit in there Mm -hmm. because you know liver king and this guy who think his name's carnivore md <laughs> like that's his instagram name yeah i know it's just funny um he they all say like you shouldn't run on your heels you should only run on your toes and you should only eat meat and fruit don't eat vegetables and some of the stuff that they say 
you know, me personally, I would agree with. Like there are some things in certain vegetables that can harm your body. However, you know, eating only liver or only meat can also be really bad for you just because of the cholesterol content, because of the, the too much vitamin A. If you eat liver every day, which is just rich, super rich in vitamin A, it's got to be a toxic level. I feel like so much of obviously content, it's like the extremist <laughs> and it's like so vegan or eating all the meat or like I only ate, I don't know, whatever for six months. And this is, it's just like very polarizing. The chicken and broccoli diet. Yes. Like literally just eating chicken and broccoli for every single meal. And it's like, yes, that works for people, but there also has to be like a middle ground and I feel like that's where I fall into and knowing like okay all this information is very helpful and knowing that every single body is so different like the way your body processes food the way it makes you feel the way it makes your skin look like every single element and there can never be a one diet forever and I don't know if diet is the correct term but like lifestyle of eating is correct for everyone just because everyone is so different and things affect them differently but I just feel like it really comes to mindset for me when it comes to food of knowing like I love food. I want to eat things that taste really good, but I also can take the time and make sure that it's good for me. And yeah, I want to enjoy. I think that's a big part of life is enjoying life and knowing, I don't know, just like eating what you want, but then it's really just maintaining. I think Sorry, I'm kind the of mental health part of it. Yes, I'm kind of going back and forth, but my coworkers, I guess they kind of tease me for this, but I'm I'm just all about lifestyle changes, mm-hmm. and I kind of talk to them about this too. Is my quality of life would be so much worse, and this is sounds dramatic, if I couldn't eat pizza. But it's so <laughs> valid. I feel like that too, you guys. We went to this pizza place for Seth's birthday, and I, like, got this pizza. It's kind of, like, New York style, and it was so good. And I had a picture on my phone. I'm, like, literally for weeks after I came home, and I'm, like, Seth, this pizza is living rent-free in my brain. Like, I usually never crave things like that. So I'm, like, you know what? What resists persists. I'm going to get it. And then I had it, and I just, like, haven't wanted it since but it's one of those things it's like okay quality of life like if I'm thinking about it all the time literally rent free I need to just go get it <laughs> yeah so now we need to get it this week thinking about it but even like what you order like if you're going out to eat with your coworkers, mm-hmm. like you don't have to you don't have to eat so much unhealthy crap you can just do small little changes to change your your lifestyle change your habits um like if you're going to eat a cheeseburger and fries, maybe don't eat all your fries or don't even get fries. Or don't order a bun if that's what you're looking for. Or like just try something different. I don't know. And like I also think as you get older, your palate changes so much. And so you have mm-hmm. the ability to try new things. Like I've hated fish my whole life. And in the last like what four months, I've been obsessed with salmon because I'm like, oh, I should just try it. And it's like – it just makes me feel so good. And not that I always crave it, but I find a lot of the time I'm just like, I want to feel full and not gross and stuff. So it's like, 
oh, I found a protein that just really makes me feel good. I mean, it also tastes good, but it's just kind of like trying new things and being open to what, not only how it tastes, but how it makes your body feel and being aware of that. And also in this day and age of social media, you can learn everything just based off on who you follow. I follow a ton of fitness influencers or even just chefs, like healthy chefs who on Instagram, they post great recipes or just even good ideas for Mm -hmm. things to eat where you can eat something that tastes really good, but it's still good for you, Mm -hmm. which I think is definitely a newer concept. At least it's more popularized now that is, I think it's huge for me to be able to eat something that tastes good. That's good for me. I think a lot of people think, oh, to be healthy, I just need to eat chicken and rice and broccoli <laughs> every day. But if you're me and you like bland food, that can be great. <laughs> yeah, that can be great, but you don't have to eat it's, that way. Right. It doesn't, it's not mutually exclusive of being healthy and having bland food. Like you can really, and like spices are so good for you. Like having turmeric every day is great and putting cumin on things is really good for you. And just cinnamon. Yeah, and just like cinnamon in my coffee every day. Right. And like just knowing that, like before I read this book, I didn't know like, oh, those things are really beneficial. And it's like, so I guess in summary, we kind of like went all over here. But I think like, what are the main bullet points for you of things in your or people say you're not negotiables, like in a day that you need to do to make you feel good. Like, for me, I would say my non negotiables are I guess my morning routine, which is a lot of things, or I could come down to like getting my greens in in the morning, which is in my smoothie. That's one thing that I want to do every day. I like to move my body, no matter if that's getting in a full workout or just going for a walk if I'm on vacation or anything, but just really moving my body. Um, And then the last thing, which I'm not always the greatest at if I'm not in my routine, but just like having a quiet moment, whether that's meditating or doing yoga, but just like really being able to like settle down my mind. Um, I feel like those and drinking water are just like really big benefits for me that every day I'm like, if I do these things, I know I'm going to feel better. I think for me, it's probably based off of my goals. Mm Mm-hmm. So for me right now, I'm trying to get a little bit more shredded. So I I try to eat one gram of protein per pound of body weight every day. That's kind of my one of my non-negotiables, I would say. Mm-hmm. That water intake for sure. I'm trying to get 10,000 steps. I didn't yeah, say that huge. earlier, but that's something that I've been doing for the past couple months mm-hmm. that... It's awesome. Walking is an underrated activity for sure. 100%. Well, because you can just be listening to a podcast, you can listen to music, you can listen to nothing. Well, and it's just really good for you. Like, not only is it good to, I guess, I mean, you could do it on a treadmill, but just to like get outside, it's really nice and it just kind of clears your mind. And I heard someone saying walking is like going the speed that your mind is going at. Sometimes we 
go run or we're driving or we're moving so quickly. And it's like walking is almost the natural pace of your body and you could just kind of connect with yourself. Or that's how I feel a little bit with it. Um, and 10,000 steps is just a good way, not being like, I need to go on a super long walk, but just knowing that like, this is my goal. And no matter how you get it, you make it work. Yeah. And just the amount that you move each day, it really compounds and adds up. Yeah. For example, some people who have maybe a, a work from home job, if you wake up and have some coffee and just work all day sitting down, you check your steps, you probably have like 500. Right. It's crazy. So, you know, if you work from home, I would recommend a walking desk mm-hmm. or just waking up earlier and going for a walk, go walk at lunch. I'm a teacher and I'll still do that sometimes. I'll go for a walk at lunch yep. just to get some extra steps because I don't even get as much steps as you do in one day. Right. I walk a lot at work, which is great, but then sometimes I'm like, I'm so tired. <laughs> But no, it's great. So if you don't walk, I would say walk. Mm -hmm. Super underrated. Okay, so that's one of them. Working out, resistance training for me. I kind Mm -hmm. of, I might do it too much. But then again, it just depends on what your goals are. So I wouldn't say you have to do it five times a week. You know, even Mm -hmm. if you did resistance training one to two days a week, yeah, That's but really even good. for you, it just really helps your energy levels. Yeah. Like if you're not really feeling motivated or great, it's like, no, just hit the gym for a little bit. <laughs> Literally, guys, he comes back like, oh, like so hype. And it really, it's crazy. The endorphins really yeah. get you going. Blast some music, lift mm-hmm. some weights. Yeah. But yeah, we just wanted to chat with you guys. I wanted to intro Seth to you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming on. We hope you guys are having a great week. Next week, we'll be back with Ivy. Um, And yeah, make sure you are subscribed. Follow us on Instagram. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye.